welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Between the Lines. I'm your host, IBK. We've got a full house again. Congratulations on mine, you get into the next round. Congratulations on Man City. We're going to be touching on our boy Osime. Arsenal, at least in the league, they seem to be winning and their pedigree in, in, in Europe League seems like nonsense. We probably won't be able to cover the classical tonight because of the time we're recording. But we have a great show packed today. Of course, we're going to be talking about Celtics. They were they arguably the best team in, in the league and now they are third in their division. We'll be touching on that and we'll prob- I think we'll still wrap up with what's happening in the Grand Prix. So um, let me start with you, AY. What's up? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, an interesting weekend so far. Uh, a weekend, weekend, yeah. I mean, United won in the, in the FA Cup, won in the Europa League. Arsenal continue their, you know, emptiness in Europe. They got knocked out by Lisbon. Uh, but they did manage to win uh, a static Palace a couple of hours ago to extend their lead. Uh, Chelsea doing Chelsea, you know, you know. Anyway, Checo won uh, Red Bull. So it's a fair weekend so far. Yeah, me too. But anyways, now I'll, 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 I'll introduce. I'm good as well. Uh, it's been um, yeah, a good weekend, man. We won, we won, uh, won our game over the weekend just just a couple hours ago. Uh, that's why I thought like, we 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 got knocked out of the of the Europa League. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on we'll touch on, on on all those games, I think. Okay, Lisa, what's up? Um, yeah, I'm good. Um, happy Sunday to everybody. Um, yeah, it was a good week. Um, we got our semi-final qualification and yeah, we're through to the semis, right? I think. And then we're also through to the semis in the FA Cup. Like, uh, um, and then our women to our women's soccer league, so they were also through to the semi-final of the FA I think I know they won today. I know they are in the FA Cup competition, but I just don't know if they are in the semis or maybe that's like it's what I really don't know. But all I know is they, they won, and I'm happy. And I'm also glad that um, you know Arsenal lost. You know they've never. I mean, European has <laughs> I mean, Europe has never been their thing. Honestly, I do not know why they are clamoring to be in the UCL because we know that Bayern Munich is waiting for them. Well, unless they do not drop Bayern, but if they do, almost. <laughs> I really can't wait to. I know they are just dead smack attendance and all. You guys are so I mean, boring man, with those takes, bro. Bro, that's not. I that's can't, you let me finish. <laughs> nah, because you can't, you can't, you can't do that for I, Europa I, League, man. Right? You can't. <laughs> Please, I'm talking. Right. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I'm also glad that um, you know, Sporting Lisbon. See that goal that they scored. I think that would be like the goal of the tournament. I mean, and they had to do that at, at the Emirates. It was really a joy to watch. I was really, really happy. You know, when they got the penalties, I just knew that Arsenal do, do, they do not have the pedigree. Like they do not. Europe has never been their calling. They've never won it, and I don't know if they'll win it. But it's a good week. It's a good week, honestly. Thank you very much, guys. I'm happy to be here. Sorry, Lisa. Did you know that Arsenal have won two European trophies? They don't exist anymore. They don't exist anymore. But they have, they have won it. <laughs> Yeah, so, I suppose I've won the first question, so. Ramsey. Ramsey. What's up? Uh, 
yeah, I'm feeling cool. I'm feeling good. Uh, you know, there are certain things you see and you feel like more in 21st century. Like Dino Melayo going on TV and asking for someone to be jailed. Someone that is supposed to be incarcerated that is speaking to some certain people and asking them to be jailed. For a team in broad daylight that considers seven goals, then coming here on this podcast in Pragasna for losing to for losing to on um, penalties actually not like considering seven goals for losing to uh sporting lisbon you know there are certain things you look at and you're like okay if a woman is talking of course today's mother's day you can let it fly but when you see some uh certain gentlemen coming on this kind of show to talk about us now you like or more shamelessness is not even sold in the market because if it were to be sold in the market <laughs> someone will be very respectful but hey let's do what we have to do and then say what we have to say eight points clear on top of the table i don't really care about game <laughs> that you have to you win you guys had better win it <laughs> love you too, okay. i don't get why is is are you threatening us you don't don't worry about what we're there bro it's, it's received us awesome man. Right? Don't, don't worry about it <laughs> you know some people because i'll be here exactly <laughs> Like you know, when you are when 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 you are seventeen points clear of certain people, when they now come, like United wouldn't have won today if we if it were not to be two red cards to the opposition that was leading. Oh really? Who cares? These things happen in football. It's part of football. Oh really? really? I'm I'm feeling good. Eight points clear on top of the table. Of course, yeah, I'm disappointed about the uh, Europa results. Uh, there are no two ways about it. I'm a very objective football I fan. I thought it was a blessing in disguise so that you guys would just focus no, on it. No, it is not. No, it is okay. not. Oh, okay. Nothing like that. All the, like, if you want people to tell you things that will make you sleep well, okay, maybe that. But for me, no, it's I'm embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. No, you can't be losing those kind of games and then you come back and tell me, blessing these guys. No, that's, that's mediocrity. And that's not what well, that's doing. what your people are saying that like, you don't have this context to so, you know you should, by, you should hold me by what I say, not what random people on social media say. <laughs> For me, embarrassing results. I'm ashamed of that particular result, and I hope that we get it right in the league. And then we got it right against Crystal Palace. We beat them for one. So all the that they did turn up. Uh, one game at a time, eight points clear, and then we move from that. And that's it. That's how I'm feeling. So, Jamison, let me try by Okay, so, um, please run through the results. Midweek and weekend. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll keep it short so we can actually get into the, 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 the bone of the action. But, yeah, um, so Champions League, uh, CCB Leipzig 7-0, Haaland getting five goals, uh, the others coming from Gundogan and, and De Bruyne. Uh, then in the second day of Champions, the Champions League, Napoli beat Frankfurt 3-0, uh, Osimhen on the score, she's getting a brace, Madrid won 1-0, um, building on the 5-2 victory over at Anfield the, um, um, a couple, couple weeks ago. Um, so yeah, Madrid, Madrid going through, Napoli going through, uh, Inter going through, Milan going through, and uh, Man City going through. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, Chelsea as well. But yeah, I, I should, I, I've got to look at the the full list of player uh, teams going through. But yeah, that's just an overview of of the teams that are qualified from from um, the round of 16 in the Premier League. Uh, Brighton beats Crystal Palace during the week, and then just to jump 
fast forward towards the weekend. Oh, sorry, uh, the Europa League games during the week as well. Uh, Fenerbahce beat Sevilla, but Sevilla uh, managed to still go through um, on aggregate. Uh, United beat Betis 1-0 after the 4-1 victory um, in Manchester the, uh, yeah, last week, I think it was. Um, United, uh, Arsenal lost to Sporting on penalties after drawing 1-1, after drawing 2-2 uh, in Lisbon um last week as well so yeah arsenal arsenal uh, getting kicked out of, of of the europa league uh at the round of 16 phase and then in the in the in the leagues um real quick let me just check that united won no that wasn't today arsenal won today uh against um crystal palace 4-1 uh, good result for them. The only Premier League game uh, of Sunday, and then yesterday uh, there were a couple of very interesting ones. Southampton against Tottenham, not really for this. Well, for the score because of the uh, relegation um, battle that Southampton is in, and also the top four race that uh, Tottenham is in, but also because of the the ensuing um, post match post match conference from from uh, from Conte, which I, I I feel I think we're gonna we're gonna touch on, which was very 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 spicy. And uh, Chelsea bit, uh, drew with Everton 2-2. Uh, oh, yeah, there was also a couple of couple games. City bit Burnley 6-0. Uh, Haaland gets in a couple goals there as well. Another hat-trick. Uh, and then United bits Fulham 3-1. There were some other like European games, but we can touch on that when we get there. So, touching on, touching on the European games, Torino lost 4-0 to... To to um to Napoli, our boy getting a couple again, you know. We'll touch on that, and then um, Bayern against Alonso that has sat in the camp of somebody like Benitez, and man, the defense was just insane. It was as it was ruthlessly rude. So we'll be touching on one or two of all those games. So let's start with um let's start with what happened at midweek. Um, Madrid winning, I think it wasn't a surprise. Nobody expected Liverpool last, after losing 5-2 in Anfield to go to Madrid and winning. Hopefully one or two guys are expecting, okay, decent result here and there. Maybe a draw or even a, a slim win. But man, for Madrid to play 1-0 and not concede, and not look like conceding. I think it's not just about conceding. They now did not even look like conceding. It was amazing. Um, big ups to them. Um, no other major games, you know, happened. Of course, of course, uh, of course, Man City winning by that ridiculous scoreline. Uh, let me start with you, Ay. Um, Haaland keeps scoring goals for fun. He doesn't have too many things well, but the thing that he has well is the ability to finish up chances and his physical um, physical prowess. What say you about Man City's chance of uh, winning the league, especially with Haaland joining the fold? Uh, well, I mean, I'll talk about Haaland first. He's uh, a wrecking ball of a, of a striker. Mm-hmm. Got good anticipation, he's good on the ball, he's quick. Uh, you know, he has a way of just being in the right place uh, at the right time. Yeah. That thing Alan Shearer possessed in his heydays. So, Alan is definitely uh, a game changer for Man City. Uh, in terms of Man City winning the league, I've said this 
many times. I mean, let's be objective. Arsenal leading with eight points. Uh, for they have a game in hand, but there's no guarantee to still win that game. Uh, Arsenal still have to play City, and even if they lose to City, you know they still don't have uh, a healthy lead. So it's Arsenal's uh, championship to lose, and we know Pep. Pep uh, tinkers with his team a lot. He, you know, he has this. He's a control freak. There's a specific way he wants Alan to play. Uh, sometimes he unleashes Alan like he did midweek, and you know, uh, and, and you see five goals, and like he did yesterday, and we saw Artrick. If he allows Alan to play to his advantages, to his strengths rather, then maybe City have a shout. But I don't trust Pep. He tinkles a lot. At the start of the season, he kept he had this obsession with playing. Akonji and Ake and I kept saying stop playing Akonji, stop playing Akonji. I said it almost every week on this podcast. Uh, it's not a coincidence that City started playing better at the moment Akonji dropped to the bench. So, of course, it's still You are not Akonji. So, if Pep doesn't tinker with his team too much, if he plays his best players all the time, then it will be fine. So, but at the end of the day, no matter what happens, even if City win all their games, all their games to the end of the season in the league, if Arsenal don't draw points, they're not going to win the title. So it's not in their hands. Really. It's Arsenal's title to lose. All right, let's segue to Arsenal's. Um, should I say poor performance or not getting the results now that? There is no away goal rule in, in European football. You know, they were able to, um, how would I put it? Excuse me. They were able to lose on penalty shootouts against, um, against, um, against Sporting. So, um, Ramsey, your take on that game. Okay, so like I said earlier, Arsenal was naive on that night and uh, Arsenal rightly paid for it. So, it was a bad result and there is nothing like blessing in these guys. No. There are, th- there are teams that are active on three to four fronts. They are in the League Cup, they are in the uh, probably FA Cup, depending on the league they play in. They are in the they are in the running for the league title, and then they are also in the Champions League or Europa or whatever that they are fighting on in terms of continental championship. As that was poor on the night, I, I don't know if they underrated Sporting or if it was just a case of being lackadaisical, or if it was just a case of them thinking that uh, it's theirs to lose, they're going to win it. As that was poor on the night, and they lost on penalties, so very hurtful if you ask me it was a very uh it was really hard for me to wake up on thursday to that result i went to work and i, I think i issued query to somebody on uh <laughs> when on just query so even though i called the person back on saturday to tell the person that i really didn't mean that but then the fa sent an email apology email to us after that brentford game to tell them that that's uh, Tony goes, he don't have stood. We are sorry. So, that guy should also take it like, yeah, we're sorry. It's irreversible, but. <laughs> should be dragged to a labor court. 
Ramsey, why are you querying people based on AFA results? Why are you querying people? <laughs> <laughs> should be, should be to the Chelsea fan, I try to pull. When I'm a Chelsea fan, when I'm a line manager, you, when I'm a, your line manager, you have to read the room. So these things happen. So you can't come here and tell me that it's a blessing in disguise. No, that's that's mediocre mentality. No, if you're good, you're good. You should Arsenal is Arsenal is good enough to challenge on all fronts. So we lost out at the FA Cup. Naivety, yes, accept that. Take it as, uh, yeah, we fumbled, we we messed up. Accept it. Don't come back here and tell me that it's blessing these guys for us to concentrate on the league. We are not a single press processor. You cannot be. You cannot, you cannot be Arsenal and be looking at say just one tournament. You are not Chelsea. No, oh, don't, wow. don't, 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 no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. No, don't do that. So just, just accept the responsibility. Um, take responsibility and say that we fucked up there, and then we're going to make amends. And then right now, eight points clear in the league. You know all those Mayu fans that needed to. Red card to be from they they desperately wish they are star right now. So I can understand. Of course, we can give them second tier invites to our table for them to have drinks. Uh although they will not be on the main table, but then the second table will still extend knuckles and ice cheeks. And like, yeah, come on, you're welcome. Inclusion. Yeah, we know you guys are LGBT people, but then you are still welcome to our table. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love you too, Lisa. See you soon at the table of men. Thank you. So last not messed up on that day. And any dragging or anything you want to do, they deserve it. If you are not going to come to the party, they should be welcome. You should be strong enough to take any dragging that comes with it. There is no excuse. Accept it. You messed up and you deserve any dragging that comes with it. That's it. All right. Lisa, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to throw a curveball to you in this conversation. Um, not a man you play or anything. Talk to me about Kamavinga. Um, I don't really, I don't really watch Magic Team. I'm not sure I really focus on La Liga like that. I just know it's good. I don't know. That's all I know. I mean, it's been decent so far for Madrid. I mean, since started playing for them, that's all I know. Yeah. Hey, why Kamavinga? Uh, well, I mean. <laughs> What can I say about Kamavinga? He's a, he's a very good player. He's, he's good on the ball, good left foot. He's, uh, well, I mean, before the show, we had an argument about brutal DMs and uh, graceful DMs. He is he's sort of uh, in the middle. It could be brutal if needed, and it could be quite, you know, graceful on the ball. Uh, he's got good technique. He's got his very powerful player, uh, good height. He was um, a, a brief history. I think he was born in Angola, in the refugee camp in Angola, and he ended up um, migrating to France with his parents. So uh, a bit of um, uh, a funny grass to grass story there. And uh, yeah, that's just it. I mean, he's one for the future, definitely. I think. Um, I think it would be the the perfect replacement for maybe Cross. I think he doesn't have the you know the finesse of course yet, but I think he'll be replacing Cross in the next couple of years. Yeah, before before we move on to other before we move on to what happened in the league, 
know, what you're saying is absolutely correct. One thing I like about Kamabinga is his tactical intelligence. You know, this is somebody who, by trade, he has he's a DM. But even before he moved to Real Madrid, he played at at Ren, Ren, Rene, or how do they even pronounce it? Ren, Ren, right. He played as a he played as a, a box to box. Played as a DM. He's played as an eight. Briefly in games, you could see him play as a ten in Ren, and then moving to Real Madrid, obviously, which is arguably the biggest club side in football. You know, Manu would argue about it, Barcelona would argue about it, and of course they should. You understand? And he's that kind of player. And then he, he plays left back. Of course, you've seen him make some very, should I say, schoolboy errors for left back. But generally, his play is absolutely tremendous. Last season, he was very immense. The AY, you know, we were, we, were, we were together in this podcast last season when. Immediately they move Cruz and bring in Kamavinga in the Champions League. Jesus Christ, the quality of the midfield becomes more athletic. Together with Casemiro, together with um, even Valverde, and all of a sudden, Real Madrid starts to control the midfield and they see out games. And that's that's what that's the one impressive thing I've liked about I've liked about Kamavinga. And going forward, hopefully, he'll get better for both France and Real Madrid. And I and Premier League teams should look at getting him because he doesn't start. He's not a starter in the league, at least for Real Madrid. But Premier League teams, that is Madrid. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he'll leave, though. I don't think Pardon? I don't think he'll leave. Because, number one, Cross is already... I mean, Cross maybe has a year to left again. And why would he leave Real Madrid to... I mean, when he's about to just get exactly what he wants. If you're offering him the kind of money that Casemiro ran away from from Real Madrid and left his boots behind and been packing all the red cards for days, I, I don't, I don't think it's about money for him though. If it was about really? money. I don't think he would have joined. He would have joined the current teams that were interested in him. He's a Real Madrid fan. He's always on to join Real Madrid. Always. I think he actually told Ren to take to accept an offer for Real Madrid or run down his contract. It's not I don't think he'll leave Real Madrid. At least not now. Not until he has played maybe five years or something and then maybe he wants a new challenge. Oh, well it, I, I well I agree with you. I'm just I'm also I'm just trying to I'm just trying to say that that Kamavinga is the truth going forward. So, so Lisa, talk to me about um, Manu's squeaking over the line against Fulham. It was a red card, no doubt about it. And um, first and foremost, the thing that before before you say anything, sorry. First and foremost, um, William being sent off, there's no argument. You stop the goal with your hand. Red card, yes. But you do not ex. You, that's the issue I have with football, especially with um, statistics and everything. You don't expect that the um, opposing team that just got sent off will be all calm and say, yes, God bless you, sir. Referee, yes, you've given us a red card. You should expect some level of emotion. And I think that the emotional intelligence of sending off um, um, sending off Mitrovic was, 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 was poor. 
William being sent off, I have no complaints about it. You should go. You should be sent off every day of the week. I have no complaint. But you, you talk to them. Talk to the um, talk to the captain. Talk to Mitrovic. Yeah, calm down, calm down. Yes, he, he stopped the ball. This, 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 this. You don't expect people to be all smiles. But congratulations to Mayu for getting to the semi-finals. Your take on it, Lisa. Okay, I'm going to start with this last thing that you said about emotions and people find it difficult to keep in check. Please, let's not forget that when United played Southampton, Casemiro got a record and I think we we handled ourselves well. We did not we did not go and push the ref. We did not do anything. We were calm in that game until we, we churned out a draw in that match. So, and again, what about the Crystal Palace game? Let's not forget that one. So, Casemiro got recorded again. And what did we do? Okay, we condoned ourselves and then I think we won that game. I think it was a 2-1 win. So you cannot come and tell me that the ref was harsh. How can you? How can you reach like you a professional player? Game. You can't compare a tie game with a league game. Oh wow! Oh really? <laughs> oh, that's the angle you want to go now. That's the angle you want to play. What are you But. But this is these are things that we know. Like it's 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 a rule. You there are things that you're not allowed to do, and there are things that you're allowed to do. Mitrovic should have handled himself well there. I mean, they could have even actually um gotten the draw and then maybe the game would have inside gone into extra time. If they could have done all of this. They didn't have to or he himself didn't have to lose his head. Even the coach too did the same thing. He got a red for it. Me, I'm just glad. See, when I saw the lineup from the beginning, I'm going to talk about the game now. I was not confident enough when I saw Sabita and Matumini. We know how terrible Matumini has been for us. I mean, we all want him out. We all we all need and, him out. But when I saw the lineup and I saw Maguire, and I saw Maguire, it did not instill any confidence in me at all. At all. I'm not even going to lie. And I saw Sancho because I was confused as to what position he would be playing. I didn't know if he was going to be playing as a 10 or whether Bruno was going to be playing on the right. It was a bit confusing for me. And I saw Vegas. <laughs> These are players that United that's should be moving on very, from. Vegas is not being a player. Being a fan at this point, that's been very difficult. <laughs> um, I, I'm sorry. I feel... You will not understand. You will not understand. Look at the fluid people after the play. Look at what they but did. I'm really impressed. Like, that is what I want for United. I don't have a problem with Midrovic being sent off. If it's, if it's down to the rules, if it's down to Thank everything. you. The referee, like... Like... See, the Metrovic red, red card. I didn't even know he was center for already. So when I saw him, uh, like, I only referee or not, I was like, ah, this guy should be booked. And I realized that he was already center before then. So, really, he was justified. I really don't have a problem. But then, United wouldn't have won without being, uh, having uh, two guys. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can I finish? Which, um, thank you. Thank you. That red card was just. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, like I was saying, it's not it's no one's fault that William, that was a goal. It would have been a goal. Like, he stopped a goal-scoring opportunity. Exactly. It's no one's fault. He put out his hand, he stopped the ball. What did you get? A red and a penalty. And that's what happened. Every, every, all of us, they watch. Make an entire page himself. All of us, they watch. <laughs> We're We're not, not, that was a red card and a penalty. We're not oh, no, Thank you. One, I'm not arguing with that one. William's oh, red. Oh, Mitchell, Mitchell, oh, was no, was the referees are the referee has the right to decide how the severity of the punishment. No, and you don't you don't judge that. And, it's on the ref. 
free. If referee says red, it's red. It's a red card. Exactly. And there was something I was going to clear. I think I was having this discussion with Abi Boyer. Abi, I think he's the one that said something about Bruno. Now, we always talk about refs, referees and their inconsistencies. Okay, he should have got... Bruno should have gotten a red in that game. Like, if you look at it, was this Mitrovic, what he did to the ref? Was it a red card offense? Yes, it was. It was it, I, I saw the video of where um, Bruno, like the, the linesman now, I think he just um, pushed him a bit. Okay. If Ref thought it was a red, he would have given it, but he didn't. So you cannot come and compare both of them. We they complain about these inconsistencies for EPL every time. Look at that uh, Casemiro's, um, you know, the one where he, his leg slipped. That Southampton game. Another game, somebody did that same thing. I think it was in Chelsea's game. I think it wasn't before United played, and the person did not get a card for it. So these things happen. It is football. Me, I am just glad that we won. Yeah, he, everything worked in our favor. We always talk about luck in football. Arsenal has been so lucky. You guys played Fulham without Palinias. What are you telling me? There's been so many games that um, crucial players have been missing and you've gone on to win this game. So why are you complaining about nine men? Is that our fault? It's not our fault. Please, let's 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 not do this. That's some people. In fact, we played Southampton with ten men. So why didn't they beat us? Why? So please, when we talk, maybe we put banter aside. No be we talk, say made a color to red. It's not our fault or three. It's no one's fault. It was just the way it was supposed to be. The next. Some of you have been saying that we've not been uh, we've been getting championship um, teams, um, especially in the Carabao Cup that we won, that we've cruised that way, <laughs> cruised that way into the final. Now at least we don't want to get difficult uh, you know, fiction. We play with um because it's it's a difficult one so we played them played Fulham so we know how good Fulham can be we know this so it's not denied it. play Brighton I hope that when we beat Brighton people will actually give us our flowers and say yes you guys deserve it so I think I'm but you're, you're not beating Brighton okay so say yeah, don't be surprised. What was it? You guys are not be surprised. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It's always dunking on on Wan Bissaka, man. Oh, we are not. Shall I ask you now? We are not. We are not beating Brighton. Look at look at. Ah. I wasn't. I wasn't actually speaking. Okay, let's let's touch on a couple of matches in the Premier League and in the league before we move to other leagues. So we'll first start with. It seems that uh, AY doesn't like to talk about. I'm, I'm pushing it to you, Chelsea. 2-2 against Everton. In, at home, after a couple of three straight wins, like, you know, two in the league and one in, in the Champions League, they decide to not win against Everton. Your take? Uh, well, I mean, uh, all that bit die, die hard. <laughs> so... Uh, in, initially, Chelsea had this problem of scoring goals, and then now they're scoring goals. And before, at least, yeah, at least they're scoring goals. But now they're struggling a bit to hold on to leads, uh, even when they, even the victories they had. I mean, it was, it was a heart to mouth situation basically. Uh, the victory about Dortmund, the penalty controversy, and all that. So, uh, but at least there's some positives. The scoring, like I said, um, uh, the, uh, I think the first goal was uh, João Felix yesterday, uh, and then Abed scored a penalty. Uh, the Kure equalized, and then the young guy seems, uh, you know, broke Chelsea out at the end of the day. 
it just seems like Chelsea are rooted to Kent's position. They don't want to leave that position. So, <laughs> uh, okay. this, this year is already written off for them. So, I don't, I don't think there's much to say really. They're not, they're not going to achieve anything this year. And then they have Real Madrid in the Champions League next, just to, to add a soft to injury. So, they'll probably just wipe the floor with them. Oh, okay. Olash, uh, uh, let me ask you this question before we go to other games. Osime versus Jao Felix, who should, who should Chelsea sign in the summer and why? Do they play the same position? Uh, I just want to know. They don't play the same position, but Chelsea struggle with strikers. Can they get both? Jao Felix is a 10, SS, that kind of thing, gets involved. He can get goals. So, um, Olashegun. I mean, they have, they have a number of, of those kind of players. None, none to uh, Jao Felix's quality, but I mean, Havertz is, I mean, he kind of is a second striker, kind of Pulisic can't kind of see that he's a second striker. I guess, you know, most times he plays on the wings where he can, he can, he can do that position. Um, maybe Sterling, but yeah, Sterling, Sterling as a winger as well. I don't think they have any out and out striker. Funny enough, they do have an out and out striker, but he's at he's at he's at Inter now, and he was he did he didn't like his time at. at I'm sorry uh, about that, Fofana. What about Fofana? I haven't watched him. I haven't, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen enough of him to. to and let's not forget about him. Who? Uh, Abama Yango. Yeah, but Obama, Obama, Obama is, on, is on his way out. He's on his way out. He's on his way out. I, I, I don't know, man. I think if I were Chelsea, I would say, look, we have players that um, can keep the ball in and around that space. You know, Habits is not... It's not a great like striker striking option, but he's, he's I mean he's a good enough footballer to be in be, behind um behind the the main striker that you have. And I will say okay, look, if you can get a system whereby you keep the ball moving in and around that that t- final third top place, um with, with the players that you have, what you need is is a finisher, uh, somebody at the end of, of of chances. And then if you look at it that way, then you say okay, cool, let's go get Osimhen. But then at the same time, it's like. When you're talking about those 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 you know final third players that are not really strikers and you say okay we have Havertz, we have Pulisic, we have these guys but um felix is better than all of them anyways and felix has had this six months of so to, to kind of get acclimatized so it would be it would be an easier transition period for him into the premier league next season because he, he's already had a half of a season already so it's, it's kind of a tough one i don't know i don't know like what what bully would do but if if it were if it were up to me I would, I would get Osimhen just because of the goals that he scores. But for Chelsea, I mean, especially with the fact that you guys just mentioned they already have Fofana, they have Lukaku. You never know what, what's going to happen with Lukaku. They, they could say, okay, cool, let's let's get Felix. So, uh, long and short answer is I actually don't know. Okay, okay, okay. Um, um, before you go far, like this, is, this question is coming from a very good place. Don't read any bias to it. How old is Osimhen? Between you, your God, and your conscience, how old is Osimhen? <laughs> Twenty-three now. Uh, I'll say, I'll say thirty. I'll say thirty. Between Abba. you, between yeah, yeah. you, God, and your conscience. Because the Nigerian. Can I? Can I say something? Can I say something? Can I say something about Osimhen? Growing couple of. Couple of years ago, around Olusesi in Ikeja, 
you know, for the Nigerians who, or for the people who don't know where Olishes is, it's somewhere in Ikeja in Lagos. You know, Oshime was the in thing in that area. He was this kid, and people were not calling his name because they couldn't pronounce it. Wait. It's Olusho. It's Olusho. Yes. So I live in Ogudu, and I know the era you are talking about. So I know all the story you are trying. To, this story that you are trying to paint. I'm the screenwriter. I'm the storyteller. <laughs> so this is what I'm asking you that between you, your God, and your conscience, how old is Usimen? It's even for you to want Usimen to go to Chelsea it's or Manchester United. It's 24, really? I doubt. 24, 25. Okay, all right, it's fine. But I don't just saw a situation whereby you're going to get a cement to Chelsea or Manchester United now, and it's going to be this Taye Taiwo story or the Obafemi Martin story or the Julius uh, Agawa story. No, I, I think to, to, to be honest, I think Oshima still has like four or five years at the top. It does, but I do not think Oshima is 21. He's not 21. No, nobody's saying. No, even in Napoli, he's about 24, 25. So calm uh-huh. down. So he's like 30. To me, I feel he's 29, 30. Osima, there is no way in hell Osima is going to be less than 30. There is no way in hell. But if you want us to commit for the for the for the purpose of us trying to be, if you want to be uh or if you want to be diplomatic, you want to, okay, it's for the media, okay, it's fine. But there is no way in hell <laughs> less than 30. But it's okay, let's keep it moving. Okay, okay. Um, um, let's segue to a young man that is not 30, or we do not, we're not <laughs> arguing about his age. Haaland, 22-23. He scored, I don't know, eight goals in the last two games. I, I, or nine I, I goals. I thought this is about humans and people that are actually uh, honest human beings. I, I didn't think it's about bots <laughs> or computerized human beings. Are we now factoring people that are computerized people? Well, we have to factor in somebody who has already scored 40 goals in his first season in, in, no, in that, England. That person, that person is not human. Then that, that's not fair, but it's okay. Let's keep it going. <laughs> okay, so, um, um, Ramsey, your take on Haaland. Your take on Haaland scoring five goals in the Champions League. Five no, goals. I don't, in the league. I don't Two goals. No, I don't think that guy is human. So it's okay for you to come and say he's always scoring inside the box 18 or whatnot. He doesn't score outside goals. He has about three touches and then five goals. Why was he signed? He was signed to score goals. He wasn't signed for uh, aesthetics or paparazzi. He wasn't signed for you to have beautiful football. No, he's trying to put the ball behind the, uh, in the back of the net. And he's doing that. So when you hear three touches, two goals, yeah, that's why he was signed. That guy is exceptional. I'm really worried about that guy. He's going to shatter all the records that you guys have had since 1880 or whatever. All those things that England, all those yeah, 1966 World Cup fraud that they think they're celebrating. Fraud? This guy is going to destroy it. <laughs> Do you want us to destroy it? Hey, hey, let's not let's not open that can. Let's not open it. I was silly. And I want okay, them to we'll, win the World Cup or Euros. We'll pick that up from another day. That was fraud. In nineteen eighty six. Ramsey, stick to Haaland. No, Haaland is not human, so I don't understand why we are talking about my guy because I don't believe that guy is human. What was all that? Five goals on a cold Champions League night. Uh, guy, what would I try? <laughs> cold Champions League night. I like that. 
And then I saw him again yesterday against Burnley. You see, there's this thing about uh, uh, Pep that I don't like. When I like before the game, I called it and I told people that he's going to destroy company, and then he'll come back and tell you company is company is a good coach. Yeah, <laughs> I knew we were going to do that. It was the one that it was it was the idea it was the brain i was just there like a figurehead it was the one that was doing everything on the pitch trust me give him time he's going to cook he's going to be the best yeah, yeah bastard he has done it to my attention many times i've seen that before <laughs> I've, I've seen that before. and uh, that guy should win oscars he's a, he's a drama queen he's a bastard. well he's well, helping Ateta win this year so I, I want him to intensify he should do more you should do more. <laughs> what are you doing? Because they've not gone for games on a on a bounce. So I want to believe that maybe Champions League. Well, we will still get to that. So don't let me talk about Champions League. But then eight points clear. In a way, I still feel that City has the capacity to shock everybody. All right. Okay. So um, let's um, Olashegun, gloat. Why is it gloat? Uh, yeah, you, you just you just beat Crystal Palace four one, and it wasn't even a contest, and there was no new manager bounce. Anyway, there was no manager, so yeah, I mean, no, it was it was it was a good like comfortable result. It wasn't always like it, it didn't always look comfortable. Uh, before the game, we had had news of um, Saliba being being out. I think he got injured during the, the sporting game earlier in the week. Uh, like a back back spasm, back injury type thing, and uh, so yeah, there was like a lot of um, worry because obviously Saliba has been one of like the key players. Saliba in the back line with with Gabriel, and the replacement of, for him is is, is a massive drop off. It's, it's holding, you know. So that was always going to be um, a worry because holding is, uh, I, I guess you know Zaha is on the left, and I guess you know his main man is going to be you know the right back in Ben White, but you know some from time to time he comes in field, and that that kind of played out during the during the game. You know like. Holding was a little bit shaky. The passes out were a little bit slow, um, but kind of he grew into the game. Uh, I think it was around the, like the twentieth minute mark. He had like a, a, a long field ball uh, across to, to Martinelli, and, and then from there he just he kind of became more comfortable. He became a, a little bit more aggressive in his in his um in his in his duels. Uh, Zaha got got frustrated as he normally does. And yeah, we just like we just like took control of the game, got two two good goals before the before before the the halftime whistle, and then from there I felt like it was just it was quite comfortable. Um, after and it, it was a good it was a good result because like obviously as Ramsey was talking about earlier, we had lost um, in midweek uh, to um, to Sporting, and this was you know like what, what Ramsey was talking about was people were talking about how this was like a, a blessing in disguise. And he do, he doesn't think that that's the case. I don't know, man. I, I feel like you know sometimes um, you kind of I, I get where he's coming coming from because you know Arsenal's like record in, in Europe is 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 not good. But what I was trying to argue about like earlier is like I don't know if you can really say that for the Europa League and try and like justify a record in Europe because of one simple thing is teams when they are in the Europa League. Especially when they are like at, at at more advanced positions in the league, they're doing this thing whereby they're trying to like just coast through the, the Europa League and use like second team players and just try and like rest their legs for quote unquote more important games in during the weekend in in, the, in their in their league, and and then that's what like kind of what Ateta has had to do. So 
it's kind of i don't know man it kind of feels a little bit harsh to say okay they are he's been poor in the europa league and this was like a, a shameful exist when it, it, you, you know you're starting people like like kivio that you just bought and it's it's Jorginho and it's uh rich nelson and it's like it's not really your first team um but uh, you know i, I mean it, it's already gone to, to so i get it but yeah in, in any case that, that was that was a that was an exit and then this was a really good way to bounce back and yeah just kind of like refocus the the players minds on on the task at hand uh prior to the game it was 11 games now it's 10 games and it's just like well we don't there is no europa league there's no FA Cup, there's no carabao cup it's just 10 games more and the task is really clear and they're able to just go and yeah every weekend do the same thing and yeah we'll, we'll see man so um for, for before let's 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 let before we move out of the Premier League, Ay, what's wrong with Conte? Does he want to be fired? Oh, I mean, we we talked about Conte last week, uh, and uh, one of the things we talked about was his um, similarities to um, Mourinho in that uh, they both are uh, people that uh, when they're upset. You know, it's not a good, not a good sight. Uh, but I think yesterday was, I think, was ridiculous because it's it's one thing to throw your players under the bus. I think I, I don't think managers should do that, at least not publicly. But even if you did, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, when you throw away a three, a three, one lead against the, the bottom team of the of the league uh southampton you should be disappointed uh i think sports were very lethargic yesterday and uh don't forget they also did they've been knocked out of the champions league too so perhaps there were reasons to throw the players over the bus but uh, why but... sorry 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 yeah. why why sign someone like dan juma that the deal for him for everton was almost complete. Yes, um, he was leaving Villarreal, which was a Champions League team, down to a team fighting relegation. But players like that, Lucas Moura, who was in PSG and who was an active member of PSG and moving there. And then you have all this kind of quality of players and you can't seem to find the right result. I, th- okay. I, th- I think Conte okay. was he's just looking for the sack so he gets paid. Not okay. even drag the game okay. to the end of the season. Wait, wait, wait. First is first. Conte is not lying. He's not being professional, but he's not lying. True. Because... But we all uh, walk. We all walk. Wait, and wait. Say what... Anyway, wait. sorry. We all walk. We all have the nine to fives, basically. You know, okay. maybe one or two entrepreneurs here and there. But if we say what is on our mind, especially when it's the truth, you know you're putting yourself in harm's way. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said he's not being professional. I agree. But he's not lying. I mean, if you have a, a chairman for what twenty years, and he's won just a trophy in twenty years, it shows you know perhaps the problem is not just on the pitch; it's also in the boardroom, right? You have a chairman that uh, sacked uh, Pochettino and then hired uh, Mourinho, right? And then fired Mourinho. Yeah, and then and then that... fired Mourinho, Espirito Santo. And then fired Espirito Santo and brought in Conte. Three totally different kind of managers. So you have Pochettino, Mourinho, uh, Espirito Santo, and then Conte. There's no continuity. 
you have a chairman who uh, is um, doesn't want to spend so much, prefers to buy young players, and then he hires a manager like Conte. Well, he like spends this season anyway. Yeah, I agree. But okay, look, okay, if you if you spend for Danjuma and Danjuma is not playing, that tells me Danjuma is not a Conte signing. That's what it tells me. Because if Conte is the one that said I want Danjuma, then Conte, then Danjuma should, should be starting, right? Uh, Polo is starting, so that tells me Polo is a Conte signing, right? So it's, 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 you can see that uh, Kulusevski is starting. Then okay, that's a Conte signing. I, I never even doubted Kulusevski being a Conte signing, considering he came from Juventus, right? Bentancur, those are Conte signings. So. I think there, there is there, the, the problem in the boardroom is probably Conte wants certain kind of players different from the kind of players Lizzy wants, and I'm not surprised. That's how Conte is. Everywhere he's been, he's always complained about transfers. He always wants to win. So he wants uh, perhaps more experienced players like Persage, older players like that. While someone like Levy, being the chairman, has to think five, six years ahead because Conte will leave the club eventually in the next couple of years. And he'll go to another club. But Levy is the one that has to sort things out when Conte leaves for the next manager, right? So people like Levy will always think long term. Why people like Conte always think short term. Those kind of that situation cannot work. You need to have a manager that thinks the same way the chairman thinks. So Conte is not so entirely wrong. It, so you should still blame it on Levy, right? That they are not yeah. making the right projects. Look at look I'll, at Brighton and look at even Arsenal. Look I'll at blame even both. I'm gonna I'm gonna blame both parties because Conte knew what he was walking into. Yeah, I mean it's sports. True, true. So you know you're not gonna be sports manager and expect sports to sign 50 million pound players. You know you know they're not gonna sign. 50 million but they did. But they did. But they did. I know. What? I said I said players, players. They're not gonna go like Man U and sign Anthony for 80 million. Uh, Martinez for 50 million. But they picked you up the challenge. But what have they won? They're not getting my point. Players. They're not going to go on a spree like United did. Like Man City will do. You get what I'm saying? They don't have the reputation of going that way. If Spurs sign a player for 50 million, that's it. They're going to sign the rest for maybe 20 something, 30 something just to patch the How much was Pepper? was, I think, I believe. 12 minutes well, or so. He's a, he's a loan fee from Sporting. Is he a loan? Yeah. yeah, he's a loan. Yeah, a loan and then obligations to buy. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not... It's it's not about 40 million. It's about 40 million. Okay, 40. Okay. So my point is, they don't... They're not, like... They're not going to spend like United will spend, like City will spend, like Chelsea will spend. I mean, okay, look at Chelsea, for example. Conte would love to spend that way. That's the kind of person Conte is. He would love to spend 80 million on Modric and, and so on and so forth. It doesn't have that Spurs. So, and then, okay, even Richardson is not clicking. So I, I doubt if Richardson is even a Conte signing. I doubt. I don't but, know, man. I feel like I feel like you're giving your this is a, a bit too much leeway. He signed like so earlier at the beginning of the the season in the summer window. Everybody was talking yeah. about how how they had had such a great transfer window. They had brought in, uh, they brought in what's his name, um, uh, Perisic. They got in Richarlison. They got in Bissouma. Yeah. They got in Spence. They well, they just they just got in this. The, I mean, yeah, Spence Spence from the youth. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. But it, it's like it was a lot of of players. And you, you have to like go back and remember like, oh, they're saying like, 
was about like such a good window. I mean, yesterday, what what um um uh, Conte was saying, it was he 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 attacked the club good and fire. Like he said, okay, like you have to think of why the club hasn't won the stuff in twenty years, blah blah blah. Change manager, whatever. But he was also talking about the players, and it was like what I see is a team without uh without a sense of belonging, without um a desire, blah desire blah. Desire to it's win, players, yeah, yeah. selfish, whatever. Then you have to kind of question that if he, this you, you say you're a manager and you brought in six players, why is it that these eleven players that are under your watch are not acting out as a cohesive co- cohesive unit? What are you doing on the training ground that you're not bringing out the best in them? And then it's it it, it goes from okay the the structural problem of of of, of Spurs, which obviously everybody know, knows exists, and then it comes to. Well, you're not doing a good job as a manager if you cannot motivate the set of players that you brought in to, you know, give you results, to see out a 3-1 lead against Southampton. It, being able to see out a 3-1 lead against Southampton is not a is not because Levy is not ambitious. It's because you cannot play a game that lets you keep the ball and you know suffocate the hell out of the game so that Southampton knows. Wait, 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 wait. But you know, you know, look, don't get me wrong. Like I said from the from the start of this conversation. Conte is not blameless. In fact, he's as blameless as Levy, right? I said that. So, uh, this is not me trying to say, trying to give Conte a, a leeway out of all this. But what I said was, number one, this this whole attitude did not start after the Southampton game. It's been there for a while. It wasn't so pronounced because at the point he had a gallbladder trial surgery and then it was out of the picture. Even before then, we'd been seeing this attitude. The way sports were always coming back into games, you know, last-minute goals, and it was already brewing, right? So this is this is something Coach has been complaining about for a while. And then at the point, he even said, you know, Kane should. It sounded like he didn't even care if Kane was going to stay or not earlier this week. That was even before the Southampton game. So it's not exactly about anyone can lose a three-one lead and. End up playing three-three. That doesn't that doesn't mean it's a crisis, does it? You're not going to win every game. Doesn't mean that doesn't mean no, it's no, a no, crisis. Definitely, but if, so, you, if you were watching the game from from even when it was it was zero-zero, I, I, I like, didn't want to wait into this, but Real Madrid just scored, so Real Madrid is leading in the El Clasico. El Clasico, oh, yeah. Continue. Continue. We can continue now. No, so you get the point I'm making is you're you're making it look like the Southampton game brought out something. It's not, it's just a game. A game in itself does not reflect how we think should be viewed. It's a series of games, you get. So this is something that's been happening for a while. At a point in the season, sports would, would be down at halftime, maybe two goals down, and then they'll come back and win 3-2, or come back and play 2-2. So they were getting away with it at a point. And now they're not getting away with that any longer. So that's just what's going on. This problem has started for a while. I mean, I, I don't think I, I don't think at any point sports were in the top four till they got close recently. So it's oh. not they've had this problem for a while. It's not recent. All right, Ramsey, your boy Oshima, talk about him. Scoring goals before. Okay, so speaking of Oshima, well, I was very clear in the first instance when we started when we spoke about him earlier. Osimen is amazing at the moment. But my question is, for how long? For how long? So for a team like Manchester United or Chelsea, I know it's not going to come to Arsenal. Arsenal I'm an Arsenal fan, which is 
uh, over 20 years. I still will never get to the bidding war with anyone, be it Chelsea or Manchester United. So the question is, Osimhen is on top of his game at the moment, but for how long? How old is Osimhen between you, your God, and your conscience as we speak? How old is Osimhen? And how many years does he's he have? He's in his prime. He's in his prime. So how long does that prime thing last? We've been here before. We had the Martin. Between 20, between 20, 25, 26, and 31, 32. It is stone. I'm not his father, and I'm not dating his sister, so I really cannot tell how old <laughs> he is, if, if we want to be honest. But between you, your God, and your conscience, do you think consumer is whatever it is they tell you now? He's, he's one of the best in the league in, in, in Europe. So when people throw him in the same this thing with uh, Rashford, I just feel, well, in, English task, and then English task, uh, tax, rather. And then Manchester United fans, they are, uh, you know, they are very loud, especially when they are playing against them. They are really today, They are really, really loud. So it's fine. It's okay. But when it's sending... Uh, when it's 11 against 11, that's when they start bringing up excuses like somebody is sick, uh, Casemiro didn't <laughs> give the red card or, or, or influences in this question. Yeah, people can be like that. So, especially my fans, they can be like that. So, but if you ask me, I'll say that Osimhen is amazing, but if you put him in the same bra- brackets with uh, Kane, then I think they are age mates at the moment. I'll probably take Kane. Not because I, I don't think Osimhen is good enough, but because I've seen Kane do it week in, week out in England. And I know that at least for the next three years, Kane will still be doing it. But will Osimhen do it for three seasons in the Premier League with the pace? You know that if you going back to Manchester United, I'm not obsessed about them, so but I just still need to reference them again. You know, when you, you look at that that didn't get a single red card while playing in, uh, in uh, Spain. Straight red, rather, in Spain. He's getting red card. He has more red card than clothes this season. So, straight red. So, you look at him and then, like, you know, some of the crimes you get away with in La Liga, they're booking you for it here. They're sending you off for it. So, when it comes to the Premier League, where there are like about three million cameras and then people that are really interested in what you're doing. Is it going to still maintain the same energy? Yeah, but, but, but you should also know that you should also know that if we are pushing towards Casemiro's conversation as we segue to other places, you should also know that Spain's technology is ahead of even the Premier League in terms of everything. Look at even when you watch match games, you see the way the way the, the number of cameras, you see the way they do goals, analysis, and everything. But Casemiro has been able to get away with it. Yes, you can say because he played for Real Madrid, the Premier Team in Spain, one A, one B between Real Madrid and Barcelona. But I think that he hasn't been able to get away with it because of so many factors right here in the Premier League. He, the red card is hard. He's deserved it. Maybe the maybe the middle one, the one against was it Southampton or which team was it that he he, was, he held somebody and but it was brief. But if you take a still shot of it, it looked worse than it should have looked. Was it Crystal Palace or something like that? So I hear you. I hear you. 
But I saw the red card against Crystal Palace, the one where he held uh, with heels. It was a straight red. Even though I saw the intention, and then I read a lot of things after then, I saw his statement where he was trying to explain. Yes, he didn't mean it. He was just trying to tell the guy, calm down. But he held the guy's neck like he was in some Spartacus movie. Come on, we don't do that in England. If you are, if you were in Spain, you can go ahead and do all that. We don't do that here. So, and then against uh, the last game where he got the straight red, I don't even understand what ETH was saying. Well, ETH has never been an honest guy. It's a very emotional guy. So, he says a lot of things that he would not be proud of when uh, no one is watching, when there are no cameras. So, I really don't trust him when it comes to emotional statements. So, it's fine. But that was a straight red. You don't make that kind of tackles. He was trying to injure somebody. No. Even if he didn't mean it. But the execution. No, no, no. Red. The last red was a straight red. There's no argument. I'm not here to defend that. ETH begs to differ. He was. He went on about saying things about uh, when he was in Spain. He wasn't getting red cards. But bro, that was a straight red, which is fine. I like Casemiro a lot, and I sincerely believe that he's one of the best in the world when it comes to what he does. Basically, uh, what I just want to put out there is the fact that Osime is world class. He's probably one of the best strikers in Europe as we speak. I don't even want to put him into that Rashford bracket. I think English tax is one of is the reason why we are discussing Rashford in this particular conversation. But okay. how does Osime be uh, you, your God, and your conscience? And how, how many years will Osime give you if you sign him now? I know it's not coming to Arsenal. Arsenal will not do that bidding work. We cannot afford it. We don't have that kind of money to do that 150 million, what have you. Because uh, Aurelio Laurentiis, that Napoli guy, is one of the worst owners to deal with. Levy, Levy the Len from where Laurentiis and that. Him and that Leon guy, Olaf. Learning for where that guy is. So I know Arsenal is not going to have that conversation. But do you think that Osimen has five years to give to you if you commit that kind of amount of money to him as we speak? I don't think so. But I don't think there's a striker in Europe that is half as good as Osimen when it comes to putting the ball uh, in the back of, of the net. So, yeah. I, mean, I read Osimen. I just don't think Alan. I don't think Alan is human. I said that before. Are you for real? Oh, okay. I don't think Alan is human. I think that he's in the league of his own. Then he now has a certain KDB that is delivering, that is serving him breakfast in bed. Please, let's not discuss discuss that guy. Let's talk about humans. People that were born of woman and flesh and blood. Not that bot that was was made in a lab. I beg. Okay, so 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 we are going to call this so we are going to call this particular episode Alan the Human Cyborg, right? <laughs> Basically. Hundred percent. That's the title too. The Human Cyborg. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So we are going to call that that. All right, you guys have been absolutely amazing. We've had a great time today to talk about different matches, especially football. We've just done strictly. It's been the football show today. Ay was was here. Ramsey was here. The beautiful Lisa was here. Of course, Ola Shegun was here. Um, thank you very much. Make sure you guys check us out on every podcast platform. Um, we we drop every new episode on Monday morning by. 
on or before 10 a.m. Thank you very much and good night. Cheers, guys. Gotta go. All right. Peace.